it is not a doctrine switch. It is a realization of a, a new threat. Actually, it is just going back to what happened in the, the struggle within the whole territory of Israel in 1948 and mm. before. Actually, we already uh, engaged with this threat in uh, the year 2021 at my in uh, what was called the uh, Shomer Chomot, uh, uh, this uh, operation in Gaza that was accompanied with a lot of uh, uh, struggle in mixed cities in Israel, like uh, Lod, Akko, Jerusalem, Jaffa, etc., and including uh, a Bedouin in the Negev and uh, Israeli. Arab citizens in the Galil that blocked blocked the main road. Right. And actually, it is not only a a threat to the sovereignty and stability of the Israeli citizens. It is a threat to the basic necessary conditions of ID effectivity. For example. They blocked the main road to airport Nevatim. Pilots have been sent to this airport by helicopter because the road has been uh, uh, blocked. It is a direct threat. It doesn't matter if they are considered to be equal Israeli citizens. And at that moment, they are becoming a real enemy. But, but is it the job of the IDF to prepare for this, or is it the border police or another unit, maybe the National Guard or something? Actually, we are now uh, building uh, new forces, but uh, to open the main road for the logistic uh, 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 traffic and uh, all the uh, movement of the units from one side of the uh, border to another side, this is a direct military mission. And these uh, battalions are not directed to act uh, to stop the violence inside the villages, they are just coming to defend the main roads that are necessary for uh, all necessary movements. That's it? Just to keep the roads open? What about all the potential violence and maybe even, you know, murders? Who knows what's going on? Uh, To treat citizens inside cities is really a mission for the police, Mm -hmm. but uh, I can bring my uh, experience uh, as this uh, uh, experiment that I was uh, sended with my division as a division commander, uh, IDF, to approve the the Jewish settlers in Gaza Street, Gush Katif, to work together with police, uh, Shmagvul, border police, and uh, other. Of course, uh, the Interior Security Shabak helped me. Nobody asked uh, how come that uh, all these uh, conglomerate assembled forces are legitimate to act against uh, uh, Israeli citizens. And they are absolutely Israeli citizens. Mm-hmm. Because police in itself is not uh, cohesive enough and not... Uh, coming with the operational attitude. The police is not really uh, the force 
that can lead an operation. And here we really must lead an operation with all the uh, factors of uh, uh, analyzing, planning, and uh, controlling forces uh, uh, it, it's a very big uh, project, and, and you know, 2005, you were there in Gush Katif. But you know, looking in the future, when the IDF is maybe perhaps devoting, uh, I think uh, the reports were this week, ten battalions to be. Yes, but ten battalions is almost nothing. Just imagine that nobody really knows how many weapons are mm. in the hands of uh, Israeli Arab citizens. Exactly. Uh, so do you think that this could be an opportunity, I don't know, like a Tokhni Dalit of 1948 or something like a, to, to, to make major changes for existential... Uh, to use the word opportunity is like we are really expecting that to happen. Not, okay. but uh, we are experiencing enough from what happened September, October 2000 that the... Uh, uh, all roads in the Galil, in uh, the main roads to the Galil between uh, Tel Aviv was blocked in Wadi uh, Ara, right. in the same in the Galil uh, villages, and the uh, all committee uh, was established after that, and the same happened uh, just uh, one, uh, two years ago, and of course, uh, not to take this threat seriously, to ignore reality. Of course, uh, we are all uh, aware that there are a lot of our uh, citizens, Israeli citizens, that are absolutely loyal and, uh, and living side by side with, with Israelis. I have a lot of friends, but everywhere, those who are the majority are not really uh, uh, responsible to those extremists that are leading the violence. Just imagine that uh, if only 5% of Israeli Arabs are well-equipped and going to use their weapon, for a million people, 5%, it is 50,000 equipped uh, citizens. Right. It's a lot. It is a threat. Especially if Israel's done a multi-front war, this could really be a serious threat. Yes, and actually uh, the... Uh, commander of the uh, Revolutionary Guard in Iran uh, declared in the last uh, August that now that Hezbollah, Hamas, and Palestinians, including uh, Israeli Palestinians, are ready to act as uh, warriors, boots on the ground in the interior uh, Israel, so the missiles from Hezbollah and Iran are coming to be effective. So it is a simultaneous threat. Did you think that the Israeli Defense Forces are capable of waging a total war? I mean, there, there are no experienced generals who've been in wars in, in the IDF today, and that's a mind switch to be able to take, make a total war. I'll not call that total war because we are... Uh, working with a lot of constraints and limitations. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, we are not going to bomb an Israeli Arab uh, village in the Galil, uh, but we can do physically. But of course, it is far away from what we are expecting to do. So it is not a total war. A total war, it means without constraints, everything goes. 
it is not at all a total war, but it is a regional uh, war. Even 67 war and 73 war uh, are not a regional war. Uh, it means, of course, simultaneously we had to fight in the north and in the south together in 67, together with the Jordanian army in the old West Bank. But today it is a coalition of forces guided by Iran, and in the same way that uh, uh, the war of Putin in Ukraine is not only against Ukraine, it is uh, uh, on the land of Ukraine, but taking place in this game yard. But it is absolutely supported by NATO, by Americans, so it is, a, in a way, a global warfare. The same could happen in the new warfare, so it, something is really essentially taking a change. Well, I mean, the scenarios all say that the home front is going to suffer more than ever before. So that's changing. Oh, that's of course. Uh, we already uh, are witnessing and experiencing that in all uh, engagement with Hezbollah, with Hamas, with uh, jihad Palestinians, and uh, no state in the world, even not to crime, is threatened in that uh, high risk as the Israeli home front is uh, uh, threatened by uh, thousands and thousands, more than 100,000 uh, missiles from Hezbollah and Hamas. All right. So you think that if there is a new, another scenario of a multi-front war with perhaps the participation of some Israeli Arabs, that there, there has to be a switch to move towards a more aggressive IDF? It is, of course, uh, a change that IDF must uh, study mm -hmm. to make a research. What's the meaning of it? And what also is necessary is to understand that if we will not be strong enough in the front against Hezbollah, Hamas, uh, the Israeli Arabs could find that... Uh, weakness as an opportunity for them. So they are maybe not really an active uh, threat now, but potentially they are a threat. They you know, are waiting to an hour of opportunity. There's a professor, Van, Martin Van Creffeld, I don't know, maybe you know him. And, of course. And he writes that if an army fights a weaker force, they become weaker. Do you think that's true about the Israeli defense forces? All forces in the world today are fighting the uh, weaker forces, uh, including mm -hmm. the Americans in Afghanistan and in, in Iraq. That's the essence of a uh, new warfare in uh, the whole world. So if we will just follow this principle, uh, uh, we are all uh, getting uh, weaker and weaker. It is not true. It is a, a, a change that we must take seriously. Uh, to conceptualize it and to understand that this is the essence of the new warfare.